The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network over at noodle.mx and is sponsored by my company, D. Joseph Design, where I offer to design stuff for you, like a website. I can design cover art for your podcast. I can get you completely set up with a site to start podcasting all through my company, and I can handle it personally for you. Check out my portfolio at djosephdesign.com or contact me through the normal means that I mentioned throughout the podcast, and we can work something cool out. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode eight, talking about stats. Thank you for coming back to another great episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Lewis, also known as The Ramen Noodle in many circles. And the reason why I'm known as The Ramen Noodle is because that's what I am. I'm The Ramen Noodle. But in this podcast, I'm Daniel. But also check out my other podcast over at theramenoodle.com. It's a comedy podcast about life as a life amateur. Not as a bachelor anymore. Well... For now, I still am, but won't be soon. Thank you for joining us. I want to talk about something today that I have heard very few podcasters accurately explain. This may be the only true, accurate explanation you will ever hear about stats. Now, stats might seem like something boring. Stats, short for statistics, and it's a measurement of people on your site, listening to your content, subscribing to your podcast. Why are stats important? It's not a numbers thing, and please don't let it turn into a numbers thing of you competing with other podcasters to see who has more subscribers or who has more downloads or anything like that. The only time stats really becomes an, um, a numbers issue is if you have a advertiser who is paying you based on how many downloads you get. That should be the only time that stats should matter to you. Any other time, and stats should be kind of an afterthought but I do suggest that you check them and that you regularly check them, not just check how you're looking now and then maybe someday later check on them again. No, I recommend that you regularly check on them. But before we get into that, let me tell you about my sponsor, GoToMeeting from Citrix. It can be a hassle to host meetings in person, and it's expensive, but you can do so much more and travel so much less with GoToMeeting because it's an award-winning online meeting service brought to you by Citrix with just one click. You can host sales presentations, training sessions, product demos right from your desk, wherever you are, and people can join the meeting wherever they are. Avoid the hassle of traveling and still exceed your sales goals. 
Plus, GoToMeeting is just $49 a month for unlimited online meetings. You get voice over IP and phone conferencing included with that. My listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 45 days. For this special offer, you must visit gotomeeting.com slash podcast. That's gotomeeting.com slash podcast for your free 45-day trial. Now, are you ready to get your hands dirty with stats? Are you ready to be among the few people to hear the truth about stats? There are multiple ways of measuring your audience. Now, you may be a podcaster. That means you have more ways of measuring your audience. If you have a podcast, you better have a website. And your website better have your podcast on it in easy-to-see form and easy-to-read. There are a couple podcasts I listen to that their website doesn't actually have the podcast except for a link to iTunes Store. So the podcast isn't really on the website. It's just a site where you can go and just subscribe. You can't get episodes. It's weird. That Don't do it that way. But you have a website, so you need to know different kind of stats about your audience. First of all, anyone who has a website can get stats on their visitors. This is the number of people that come to your website. Please don't use the term hits. The reason we don't use the term hits is because hits are extremely inaccurate. A hit on your website is considered when an item is downloaded from your site. If you have a website design that has 10 pictures on it and an HTML file, that might be considered 11 hits. Or it might be even considered more if the person has to reload the page or whatever. So don't use the term hits, please. It's very old-fashioned to consider hits. What's more important are visitors, especially unique visitors. How many unique, real people are visiting the site? Those are your site statistics. The two services I recommend for this, and the show the links for these will be in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash eight, the number eight. The stats that I suggest you use, two different ones. You can use them both at the same time or use them separately, just one or the other. Definitely Google Analytics. Google Analytics is a whole huge stats package with stuff about it that I don't even understand yet. And it is extremely thorough and it's completely free too. It's by Google. What does Google charge money for? Well, they do charge money for some things, but their analytics package is completely free and it is worth more than free. It's an awesome analytics package and it can let you break down the visitors and find out where people are coming from. It can let you run custom campaigns and discover who's clicking on what links But that's kind of advanced statistics, and I will get into that in a future episode. So you can use Google Analytics to track your website visitors and website stats. In addition to visitors, by the way, there's also this thing called page views. Page views are how many pages on your site 
were viewed. So you might have 100 visitors and you have 300 page views. What that tells you, and Google can show this for you, is that the average visitor looked at three pages. So your page views tell you how many pages were viewed. Yeah, it's kind of obvious, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of those things that's thankfully named, obviously. So you can use Google Analytics to do that. The other package that I recommend is Woopra. Woopra. That is W-O-O-P-R-A. This is a fantastic stats package. Not as feature-rich as Google Analytics is. But what I love about Woopra is that it's live. You can see who's on your site right at that moment. And you can see information for that day. Whereas Google is delayed by a day. So I can't see today's stats yet. I have to, it's delayed by several hours. Essentially, I can't see today's stats. I can see yesterday's stats and it shows me extremely thorough information on that. But today's stats, I can't see. Especially, I can't see how many people are on my website right now. Woopra can do that. Now, I recommend using both on a site because Google lets you see a whole history of it, shows you lots of information. Woopra lets you see it in real time. Now, that may not concern you too much with your podcast. It's important to know stats, though, not because of a numbers thing or you're trying to figure out how popular you are, but it's a relevance issue. How many people is your content connecting with? If you are on Twitter and you're strongly promoting your podcast and you're asking people, hey, go to my site. I explain how to make ice cream with just water. And you discover that a billion people visit your website. Okay, that's that's unreasonable. You discover that discover that a couple thousand people visit your site during that day that you announced it, and they're all looking at that one article then you know, wow, this is a popular topic. And that can help you gauge your future content to know that maybe you should talk about other desserts you could make with water, such as pie or popsicles. That one's probably obvious. Rock candy. That one's obvious too. So it's important to know your stats, to know what is popular on your site, and to get a better grasp of what is bringing people to your site so you can produce content that the people, that your audience wants to read and hear. So those are website stats. There are plenty of other stat service out, services out there, but those are the two I recommend, Google Analytics and Woopra. The links to these will be in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash eight. Now let me talk about the difference between different kinds of podcast stats. This is where there is a lot of confusion. And so far, I'm the only person that I know of who is going to offer you a true explanation of FeedBurner statistics. 
a lot of people misunderstand feed burner. It's kind of the misunderstood cousin or brother, someone in the family that needs to stick around and is very useful, but people just misunderstand it a whole lot. Feed burner is definitely an important service to use for your subscriptions, for iTunes, for just any way that you're going to distribute your podcast to any form, any location. You should be using FeedBurner for multiple reasons. I'll go into those later. But one of those reasons are stats. Now, I hear a lot of podcasters say, oh, don't trust FeedBurner's stats. FeedBurner's stats are useless. They're completely inaccurate. No, they are extremely accurate. You just have to understand FeedBurner stats. So are you ready to hear the truth about FeedBurner? This might be the only chance you get to hear it, and you will hear it, perhaps, only here. Yeah, in the chat room. John Wilkerson from JesusGeek.info is like, no way! Well, I added the way. By the way, we do have a live chat room. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time is when we record this podcast live. I'm going to tell you about FeedBurner. FeedBurner is specifically for RSS. It doesn't tell you much information about how many people are visiting your site, but it does kind of tell you. Here's what you have to understand about FeedBurner when considering podcast stats. FeedBurner tells you how many people are subscribed to your podcast's RSS feed. Now, the RSS feed, RSS stands for Really Simple Syndication. It's the way that podcasters get the content or distribute the content and that listeners get the content. When you click on a podcast in iTunes to subscribe, you are subscribing to the RSS feed. And so that anytime something new is posted, that RSS feed is updated and you automatically download it. So RSS subscribers are people who automatically receive your new content. FeedBurner is extremely accurate in reporting this. It's reporting how many people are subscribed to automatically receive your content via RSS. This number changes every day. I see my numbers drop on the weekends, and interestingly, Tuesday is the highest number for me during the week. Why is this? It's very simple. RSS programs or aggregators like iTunes or Google Reader or Feed Daemon or all of these other programs, Zoom, if any way that you're subscribed to a podcast, it's aggregating the RSS feed. It's checking it. You will you as a subscriber will only register as a subscriber when your program checks for new content. So if you have iTunes set to check for a new podcast episode only once a week, then it's only on that one day that you will be registered as a subscriber. So when I look at stats on Tuesday, that's the highest number I usually see during the week, I am seeing how many different programs accessed my RSS feed 
how many programs checked my website to see if there was something new. Why that's the highest on Tuesdays, I don't know. (laughs) But it is. So when I check my stats on Wednesday, because FeedBurner is one day delayed, I always see a more accurate, higher, pleasing number on Tuesdays. So that's how many people checked it on that day. Of course, on the weekend, people are at work, I mean, aren't at work, or they're just not checking their RSS feeds. Maybe they're not checking for new podcasts. Maybe they don't even launch iTunes if that's the way that they get podcasts. So they're not just, they are not registering as being subscribed. They're not checking that feed. So FeedBurner doesn't report them as being subscribed. That's why you see a daily fluctuation in your feed between FeedBurner. Just for this podcast, I can tell you that I see fluctuations about 20. It changes by about 20 each day for this podcast, the Audacity to Podcast. Like I said, Tuesdays are my highest days, and then it will normally drop by maybe 10 the next day, 10 the next day, 10 the next day. Then at some point at the weekend, it's at its lowest, and then it starts jumping by 20 until it gets to Tuesday, and that's the highest. Why Tuesday? I don't know. So FeedBurner tells you how many people automatically get your content are checking your site. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that's the most number of subscribers. What if Bob has his computer set to check for podcasts only on Monday? Susie has her computer set to check for podcasts only on Tuesday. And Alan has his computer set to check for podcasts on Saturday. Those are three subscribers, but they're all checking on different days. So you you can't really get a totally accurate number. You get an average number. Sometimes you can assume some small percentage of inflation on it. Most podcast catchers, programs that download podcasts, will check daily. So the number that you see on FeedBurner is usually a fairly accurate number. FeedBurner also has this thing called reach. This is where people get easily confused. They think when it says reach, that that means how many people downloaded that episode. I'm looking at statistics right now for the Audacity to Podcast. And I'll be honest with you, my reach, I'm seeing zero, three, Two, six, five, one, maybe a 10. That sounds pretty disappointing. Is that how many people are listening to my podcast? Is that how many people are downloading my podcast? No, not at all. The reach is how many people click on something from my RSS feed. So if you are subscribed to my RSS feed through something like Google Reader, which lets you read the feed instead of just download something, and you see my show notes, and in my show notes, I link to something. If you click that link from an RSS feed, that registers as a reach. If you just click play on the podcast, because of the way RSS works, and I won't explain how that is, but... If you click on play on the podcast, that does not register 
as reach because that mp3 file is already in the RSS feed. So it's not an external link like you might think. Now, if someone clicks download, then that registers as a reach. So the reach number is helpful to know how many people are clicking on things from your RSS feed. The subscribers number tells you how many people are subscribed to get your content automatically. And they are pretty trustworthy numbers. But is this how many people are listening to your podcast? No. Be encouraged by this. The number of people listening to your podcast is often double or triple the number of your subscribers. How can you find that out? Well, there are a couple ways. See, we've talked about website visitors, and you can see that with Google Analytics or Wupra. We talked about subscribers. You can see that with FeedBurner. But an MP3 file is something different. Yes, Google can tell you how many people click to, listen, to download that file from your site, but then that's just people who are clicking to download. FeedBurner can tell you how many people click through the feed, but that's just telling you how many people clicked on that file to download it from the RSS feed, not actually how many times that file was downloaded. To find out how many times a file was downloaded, then you need another stat service. So far, everything I've mentioned is free. FeedBurner is free. It's also owned by Google. Google Analytics, Wupra is free if you have a smaller site. Another two services that I recommend, Blueberry is free. They offer a free stats package. I use Blueberry. There is also Libsyn. Libsyn is a media hosting service. That is that they will host your MP3 and your podcast file. So if you are extremely popular, then they can host your files so you don't run out of bandwidth on your own site. (laughs) That's almost impossible now with everyone claiming, claiming unlimited bandwidth. But still, there are other things to consider other than bandwidth. But Libsyn can host that for you and host your files. And they also report some stats and they have different levels of stats and their different packages and premium stats. And also Blueberry offers some premium stats. I use Blueberry because it's free. And at this time, I still have not found the need to use Libsyn to host my files. I will not put files on Libsyn until I have to. To me, it's just an unnecessary expense. I am extremely opinionated on that. I know a lot of other podcasters highly recommend Libsyn, but if you're starting out, you don't need Libsyn, trust me. That's 5 or $10 a month that you can save. So what are Blueberry stats about? Or the Libsyn download stats? What these services do, Libsyn or Blueberry, they work kind of different, but they achieve the same goal, is they're looking at that actual file, your actual podcast file, and how many times is it being downloaded. Blueberry does it by redirecting people. So instead of just mysite.com slash podcast1.mp3, it might be something like 
blueberry.com slash my redirect slash my podcast.com slash podcast one dot mp3. It's just an example. So what you get to see in Blueberry or in Lipson are stats about how many times that episode has been downloaded. You can also see advanced statistics for particular episodes, a single episode or just your statistics for the entire month, information that you get to see that is extremely helpful to see and to get an idea of how your podcast is doing. You can see information like how many people are downloading your podcast through iTunes, how many people are clicking play on your website and listening to your website, listening to your podcast just through your website, or how many people are clicking the little download link and manually downloading the MP3 file or video file or whatever kind of file you have there for your podcast How many people are manually downloading it? And it combines this together. And that is your actual more accurate number of how many people are listening to your podcast or at least downloading. You can't really tell totally how many people listen because once the file is downloaded, you can't really tell if someone has actually listen to it or not. But you can usually assume if someone downloaded it, they're probably going to listen to it. Even advertisers, they're more concerned with how many times is it downloaded because they have certain algorithms in mind of if it's downloaded so many times, probably so many people actually listen to it, blah, blah, blah. So I recommend Blueberry for media stats. I can also see information about like Where are people downloading my podcast from? The number, the difference in number is that stats on Blueberry are much more accurate as to how many people have downloaded my podcast, whereas stats on FeedBurner are about how many people are subscribed to automatically get my podcast. And stats on Google Analytics or Woopra are how many people are visiting my website. In Blueberry or in Libsyn, you can run thorough checks on each episode. Now, can you do this with your web host or through other means? Yeah, many web hosts offer systems in their control panel where you can see how many times a certain file was downloaded from your site, depending on your web host. But sometimes it's buried and it's certainly not as thorough as telling you, well, this episode was downloaded so many times by iTunes. This was downloaded so many times by manual plays through the site. The difference in numbers between your subscribers and how many people are downloading the episode. I've seen differences of two to three times the number of subscribers. I've heard many other people report similar numbers that they might have, for example, they might have 100 subscribers through FeedBurner, but each episode is being downloaded 300 times. Those are the stats that they're seeing in Blueberry or Libsyn. That's because RSS is not the only way that people get your content. Not everyone understands RSS. Not everyone understands how to subscribe to a podcast. 
Hopefully you make it pretty easy and give them enough options for how they can subscribe to your podcast. But you know, a very popular way of listening to podcast content is going to your website and clicking play. It is very important that you have that as an option on your site. It's very easy to do that with WordPress. You can use a plugin like Blueberry PowerPress, which I highly recommend. And you don't have to use Blueberry Stats to use Blueberry PowerPress. But I use them both anyway. There was a plugin called PodPress, and it has been recently resurrected. But, eh. It was great in its day, but it's old now. I like Blueberry better. I'll give you an idea of the different types of information that I see when I look at my stats. Now, I don't look at it to this much detail very often. But I'm looking at a recent episode of The Ramen Noodle from theramennoodle.com. And I get to see... I just released that episode, so and it's now August... Well, it's been August for a little while. I'm looking at iTunes is definitely my biggest downloader. My second biggest downloader, Firefox. That means people are visiting my site with Firefox and clicking play. Third biggest client is iPhone. People are going to my site on their iPhone and clicking play. No, no, because those players are still flash iPhone and iPad doesn't have Flash. The way they are listening is they're clicking the download button instead of playing through the player because the Flash player doesn't work on an iPhone or iPad or anything like that. Or I can just look at an overall total and see that podcatchers like iTunes or Zoom or Windows Media Player is a certain number and that's always the highest. That is represents 79% of my downloads for the most recent episode of The Ramen Noodle. 79% are podcatchers. 13% are web browsers. Now, you may find different stats on that. You may find that your web browser stats are could be something like 50%. What does that mean? How do you interpret that? That means... A lot of people are visiting your site and clicking play. How are they getting to your site? Could be Google searches. It could be a lot of people that like your content just don't understand podcasting or don't understand how to to subscribe to a podcast. And it's always good to see that number be large because... And this goes back to Google Analytics. You can see how are people getting to your site? How are people finding your site? I've actually had some fun before on my comedy podcast, The Ramen Noodle, and talked about weird ways that people have come to my site and weird search terms by which people arrive at my site. And if you just go to google.com and Get this, type in garage door, bathroom, scale, garage door, bathroom, scale, and I am on the first page on Google. When I look at it through my Google, I see one, two, two and a half, three, four, five, 
six, seven. I'm the seventh result. I get a lot of people visiting the ramen noodle by searching for garage door bathroom scale or measuring your garage door, weighing your garage door. Why? Because for that particular ramen noodle episode, which was episode three, if you want to listen to it, (laughs) quite funny story, I think, back when I used to script my episodes, it's theramenoodle.com slash the number three. And you can listen to that. That's when I used to completely script my episodes. And because my episodes were completely scripted, I would post the entire script on the website. When I did that, that was lots of content for Google to index. And therefore, when people type in certain words that I've mentioned in my podcast, they come to my site. It's really important that you have good show notes so that people are finding your site automatically through search terms. My other podcast, Are You Just Watching at AreYouJustWatching.com, is about critical thinking for the entertained Christian. And in it, I talk, we talk a lot about movies. And we try to be very timely with certain big new release movies. So what I often see is that people are visiting our site by typing that in that movie's name and often typing in Bible or scripture or Christian along with that movie's name. And that's how people are getting to our site because we often use those keywords in just our regular show notes. That doesn't mean you have to completely script your show notes. I'll talk about show notes in a completely different episode and give you tips on how to make good show notes. But for now, understand how your stats work. So let's review. Google Analytics or Rupra tells you how many people are visiting your website and how many pages on your website they're looking at. It helps you to know what on your website is popular and how engaging is your website. FeedBurner tells you how many people are subscribed to automatically receive content from your podcast through whatever means. The most popular is iTunes. It also tells you how many people, the reach number tells you how many people click from your RSS feed through to your website or to something else you've linked to in the RSS feed. Then services like Blueberry or Libsyn tell you statistics on your individual podcast episodes. How many times was it downloaded and how was it downloaded through iTunes, through Zoom, through Windows Media Player, through web browser, through a phone, anything like that. The combinations of those three stats give you a much better picture on how your podcast is doing, but more importantly, what content is the most relevant to your audience. And you will probably enjoy finding out that when you mention a certain thing or mention certain keywords, it gets much more popular. I remember an early episode I did of the ramen noodle where I talked about Cincinnati. And because it was a podcast episode and it was about Cincinnati and it had Cincinnati in the title several times, it got a lot of downloads because people were probably looking for Cincinnati podcast or whatever content was in that episode. So it gave me an idea that, huh, 
in the future, if I mention Cincinnati, I might get more podcast listeners. Now, don't try to work the system. The most important thing is that you need to provide content that is relevant to your audience. But you might discover that, like my friend Cliff Ravenscraft over at gspn.tv and the podcast Answer Man, and one of my great inspirations, I definitely recommend you check him out. He has a podcast about Lost. And he started out at this point where he just had a podcast that was about everything. It was generally speaking, but he talked occasionally about Lost. Now, if he paid attention to his stats, then he would see that those times that he talked about Lost were extremely popular. But already many of his listeners were contacting him and saying, you should do a podcast just about Lost. So he had that benefit of hearing from his listeners. And so that inspired him to launch his dedicated Lost podcast, which he did, and it had great success. So that's an explanation, an overview of stats. This is all in response to an email that I didn't read. But this I'll read this email here because this person is the one that asked me to give this information. This is from Robert from the It's Just Us podcast over at It's Just Us cast.com dear mr noodle uh, how can i get accurate stats from feedburner and blueberry's powerpress plugin what's the difference between subscribers downloads and reach and should i care about any of that thanks robert from it's just us podcast so there you go robert i answered your question and check out it's just us cast.com for the it's just us podcast. I want to share with you a little bit of news as well, just very briefly. One thing is I've forgotten to mention that I had this awesome honor and opportunity, and it was fun to be interviewed by Fred Castaneda from the Struggling Entrepreneur podcast. You can go over to strugglingentrepreneur.com. And at the time of this recording, I'm still the most recent podcast, but if I'm not you can either get to it directly from noodle.mx slash S-E interview. S-E stands for struggling entrepreneur. Or just check the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash eight. And you'll see the link there to the struggling entrepreneur interview. It was a great interview. He asked me questions about like what were some of my struggles when I started out freelancing. Now, the focus there is being an entrepreneur. So it's about the podcast and about my freelance business, D. Joseph Design, and my freelance web design and what kind of services I offer and what have been my struggles through it. I also have some sad news to share. Well, it's sad to me. That is that Google announced they are ceasing development on Google Wave and that it will be dead after this year. I'm disappointed in that because I found great value with Google Wave. A lot of people don't understand Google Wave and have given it a really hard rap for the, oh, in the chat room. James, uh, John from Jesus Geek saying, yay, doing the Snoopy dance. You could do the Snoopy dance too if you join us live Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern time. I used Google Wave a lot for collaborating. 
In fact, I've just started using it again for collaborating between my co-host for The Ramen Noodle on episodes. What was great about Wave, especially for collaborating on stuff, is that we could develop a document and converse within that document without messing up the document. Yes, there's Google Docs, and you can collaborate on a document in Google Docs, which is what I'll have to use after Google Wave dies. But the thing that Google Docs didn't have that made it easy is a way to have contextual conversations within a document. What I mean by that is, let's imagine you put your episode... Well, I'll tell you, this is what I put into Google Wave recently to share with Jeremy, my co-host from theramanoodle.com, is I put in there our episode timeline for the next several episodes because I need to plan out the next several episodes since I'm getting married soon and I want to release episodes while I'm away. I'm not going to record them while I'm away. I'm going to pre-record them and release them, have them scheduled out to release while I'm away. So what I've done is I created a wave, put all of the upcoming episodes, the dates, whether it would be live or pre-recorded, in this list, and we're, we've started laying out our story arc and our end date and all of that, and topics for each episode. Now, within each episode, under each episode, he could double-click and reply, and we could start a conversation just based on that episode, or maybe just based on a certain point of that episode in our show notes, in what we plan to do, our outline for that upcoming episode. Maybe he thought a certain story would be better for a theme, or maybe he thinks a certain theme would be better for a certain date. He, We could start a conversation within the document without messing up the document itself. I liked Google Wave, and I use it at work for collaborating with coworkers on certain projects. It's great. I love it. I'm going to be sad that's dying. But I do understand a lot of people don't like it, a lot of people misunderstood it. Um, it is a very ominous thing, so it's easy to misunderstand. But I'm da- I'm sad that it's dying. But you know it's not dying? This podcast isn't dying. I want you to tell someone about this podcast. I also want you to subscribe to my other podcasts over at noodle.mx. We have... The Ramen Noodle, which is a comedy podcast about being a life amateur. It's seasoning packets of comedy to flavor your day. I also want you to subscribe to the podcast, Are You Just Watching?, which is Christian critical thinking, or critical thinking for the entertained Christian. Please follow me on twitter.com slash The Ramen Noodle. Subscribe to the show. We offer also offer a newsletter, which as of yet hasn't actually sent anything yet so i can promise you you're not going to get spammed at all you can find that all of our podcasts the blog the show notes for this episode everything over at noodle.mx the noodle mix network if you have questions call in 859-353-4332 email feedback at noodle.mx or leave a comment in the show notes and the links and everything are over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 
8. So, now that I've given you some guts and taught you some of the tools, go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. Thanks for listening.